Welcome to Discovering Createers, a podcast where we chat with amazing creators who are on createers.co where clients can find the top tier creators. Today we have Sly Disciple, aka MP3, on the Diesel blockchain. He is an American rapper and vocalist whose debut album premiered in October of 2020. He's been on the blockchain for 358 days as of this recording. And I would say he's one of the most prominent artists on the DSO blockchain. He goes super deep into it, building his own node for username exchanges called NameTrade. He's built his own NFT collection called Clap Penguins. And most recently, he's helping out the community with a DowDow NFT split that helps it become more accessible to the community. Welcome to the show, Sly. Hey, thanks for having me. I wanted to go way back to last year, 358 days ago. What made you decide to join the DSO blockchain? Uh, that's a good question. I would just say in its simplest form, probably the attractiveness of what it offered. There just really hasn't been a platform like this that allowed the creators to directly monetize, which is, I know, a huge part of what you guys are doing. Um, and also just giving control over that content and who has access to that content. I think that's huge. And I think that it was a bit of a melting pot when BitCloud launched last year in March. And it was just kind of a conglomeration of a bunch of world events. And it all just really led to an obvious need for a way to protect freedom of speech, freedom of online identity. It really just comes back to control. And I think it was a very sobering reality that showed us the need for an alternative. And so. I'm a big fan of alternatives. I think that alternatives are good. I think we should have alternatives. Doesn't make them better, but uh, you don't know unless they exist. So that's kind of my point. Yeah, yeah. And I think you brought up a good point there of just being able to keep the content of creators in the hands of the creators and to have like direct compensation essentially for that content. I'm sure that's super important to you as a musical artist as well to be able to keep your content and distribute it in a way where you're able to get compensated directly through the blockchain through it like does that has that impacted you as a musical artist definitely has bro because you know what there's been some as an artist there's some frustrating things that have happened to me such as you know i've done a song with somebody uh but technically because it's their song it's not really mine so i don't have control over it and what ends up happening is they don't make music anymore or they give up or they just don't like the song or whatever or maybe we have a personal falling out i don't know and they delete my stuff. And then I, I get pissed because it's like I spent time writing these lyrics, going to the studio, recording this, doing all this, and then the song just disappears forever. And if I try to re-upload it, it just gets taken down, you know? So I do like the ability to, to have immutable information on a blockchain, including music. You know, I think that's huge to have a way to store that or to link to that in an incorruptible way that people won't be able to mess with it if there is a falling out or... If someone passes away, God forbid, or whatever, you know, like, I just don't think that the, the current structure of the music industry and just art in general and the internet is strong enough to protect the people that are on it. So I think that this is something that is going to offer a solution to that. So it's all about this artist protection for you as a music artist. Yeah. And get, yeah, and, uh, leveling the, the playing field. Because I mean, you know, Diso's new, so it's like it's it, a lot of people complain about the low daily users, but for me, it makes it much more easy for me to stand out and to post meaningful content and to connect with people. Because if if there's all these famous musicians and artists on here going super super hard, it's just kind of it's going to kind of outshadow the people who 
are just as good, but maybe they're just not as famous. You know, they're not as recognizable. This provides an opportunity uh, of an early entry point for people to become recognizable, right? Like, who am I? I'm just some random guy, but, you know, a handful of people know me on chain. And the only reason they know that is just because I've been on there posting. You know, that's all it really is. So in, in that scenario, like, you know, if DSO ever does become big or win an F type stuff, it's a good idea to be building now when things aren't popping because you're really going to be able to establish yourself and get a foothold and not be like a new kid on the block experience wise, you know, because a lot of folks come in here and they get overwhelmed and there's just like a lot of stuff going on and it's much easier to kind of ingest it over time than it is to try to just slam everything down really quick and try to like, oh, I got to get on there. I got to get to these people's level, you know, and it's, it's not about that. It's just about taking a step back and just learning about it first. So you can see how this can benefit you. Absolutely. I've, I've felt like the ability for engagement is much higher when you have a lower amount of like daily active users, because there's people on the platform who actually want to learn about it and actually want to engage with other creators, which I think is an environment kind of unique to DSO. I agree. Has that helped you in terms of like your own creation, whether it's music, whether it's building a whole, you know, dap on DSO, like how, how has that user engagement helped you as a creator to build things within DSO's ecosystem? Well, to be fair, I mean, uh, I've probably seen the most engagement from any app on that activity on DSO personally. I don't know if that's true for everybody, but I was on Twitter for like 10 years. And I just never really got any traction on there, even consistently posting, even knowing real friends on there, even having a solid community, even going to events uh, that were posted there and stuff like that. Like it definitely gained traction, not like how DSO has gained traction for me. I mean, I've, I've had way, I've, I've significant, I've seen a significant impact in uh, my music, like as far as the number of streams, the number of subscribers, the people who come to the shows. And again, it just lets you not only do that, but monetize and control it. And I just think that's just a deadly combo for any artist or any, any person really. Like, I feel like we put so much emphasis on artists and stuff like that, but really just any average person. I mean, if you're just looking to even just get an honest source of news, you know what I'm saying? Like you can hop on here and see what uh, Brutal's saying in Ukraine right now, you know? And like, yeah. that's that's really from someone that you know is really there. It's not some entity that's broadcasting news that is questionable, you know? Uh, and I think that's important to me is that's something that I saw early on with social media was the transition from, no, this is where people get their information because it's live and it's honest and it's real and it's grimy, but it's reality though. Like you can hop on uh, social media and you pretty much can figure out what's going on at any given time. And I think that there's been a real attempt at censoring that. There's been a real attempt at controlling that. And again, that just further highlights why a platform like DSO needs to exist and needs to uh, eventually will inevitably take over, whether it's this or something else or under a different guise or a platform off of this. The concept itself is, it's a Pandora's box. It's already out there. So I don't think that there's any putting that back in since that idea and that technology is already available. I just think somebody's going to figure out a way to use it in a way that makes sense. Yeah, I really like what you said about it's great for anyone, even not the artist, because I am not an artist. Um, I'm just, you know, an everyday guy who works in marketing. So like, right. you know, to, I've definitely experienced that as a new person on DSO where it is very great for like engagement, great for just building authentic connections that's like real and it breaks down any barriers of distance. You mentioned Budo, like I would have never known someone in Ukraine right now doing that if it weren't for DSO. And the relevancy of the conversation, you know, because 
like someone brings something up as you're at the grocery store and it's like, oh, I know somebody there. Yeah. It's not like I just watched a news clip. Like I actually physically know somebody who's there and they're talking to me about it, you know? So it's interesting because then you can compare that information to what is kind of going on around you and you get a, a little bit more sober reality of what's happening. For sure. So as kind of a, a DSO OG, um, what would be some of your tips for someone who's new to DSO, hopping on the platform for the first time, how to experience kind of this community that both of us have experienced? To be honest, like uh, on like the not technical side, literally just kind of sit back and like, soak it in. Uh, but on the technical side, I, I have discussed this uh, numerous times. I think that followers are the best metric on DSO. I think followers are more important than diamonds. I think followers are more important than comments than reposts. And the reason simply is because DSO isn't quite perfect yet as far as like discoverability and finding people who are like interest. Like if, like, for instance, if you want to find a bunch of music people, your best bet is to just say, Hey, music people hit me up, you know, like that's, that's it. And then you just update people, you know, you build that connection. Yeah. You can use hashtags and stuff like that, but it's not quite there yet. And if you think about it, like I would rather have somebody follow me and not engage at all than engage and never follow me. Um, because the chances of them seeing my content multiple times and consistently is going to be higher if they're following me versus if they just see something, they like it, they give me a diamond, they comment, they repost it. Like, yeah, that really helps. And it's valuable too. But the chances of them, like that reoccurring on another post is significantly low because they're just, it's just not going to be in their feed unless I somehow gain whatever magical algorithm that got me there in front of them in the first place. Right. And that's just kind of like chance and luck. So I think really pushing for following and following people is super important. Like that's kind of how I got started was it was my goal to just follow every single daily active user uh, and just connect with absolutely everybody. And at, at some point, I think at the height, I was following almost like 7,000, 8,000 people, um, which messes up your feet a little bit. But the thing with that is, is, you know, it's why not, you know, like why not throw out this whole idea of like ratio and like, I got to have more followers than following me and stuff like that. Like it's all trivial and it's bullshit anyway. And it does, it's not doing anything for you business wise. And I knew that there would be I knew that we have so many smart people. I knew that somebody would just make a bot to like unfollow all those people for me anyway later. So I was just like, I don't care. Like, I'm just going to keep doubling down and keep following more people. And I got to almost like 8,000 people. And then I just used a bot to unfollow all those people that were like bots and stuff. And then I've just been slowly refollowing again. But I kept all my followers, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it was easy for me to kind of leverage that in a way that made sense for what I was trying to do and for the community around me, you know? Um, that's another big thing is supporting people it literally doesn't well i can't say it doesn't cost anything but it's almost free to repost somebody and that's just like a big show of support you know because it's exactly how you get content out there in front of other people is just a repost and a lot of people are weird with it a lot of people aren't um, but i've noticed the people that are are more frugal with the reposts and things like that are also the people who receive the most reposts and things like that, you know, and, and technically people who are being the most supportive of people tend to get that back, especially if, I mean, just in theory, I don't want to ramble too long, but let's say we had 10 new people join a couple of them come across my screen and you know, they're posting some cool shit, whatever. And I repost it, right? Well, they're going to like tell the other people that they've been following, Hey, this guy repost my stuff. They're going to see that, you know what I'm saying? And so they're all going to come back and try to engage with me. I just think of it as like a, as like a healthy use, use relationship. Um, because in a way I'm training people to engage with me because if somebody reposts my stuff, I give them a diamond, you know what I'm saying? So that's like, okay, like keep doing that. 
And they're like, okay, if I keep doing that, it's almost like a dog with dog treats. I hate to put it that way, but like, in its simplest form, that's what it is. It's like, okay, right. keep, keep posting this. I'm going to give you this. You keep doing this. I'm going to keep doing this. And it becomes, it becomes like this relationship. And, uh, I forget who it was, I think it was Chamath or somebody said something recently, uh, but they were just basically like the most important and worldwide communication is through money. Even if you don't speak languages with somebody like the same language, you could still communicate by giving them money. So I just think that that in itself is such a strong communication of, oh, I like what you posted. Here's a dollar. Keep doing it. I think that in itself is super powerful because it doesn't require anything but a click. Right. That's super cool. It, like, cause there's no. There's no algorithm that's going to like, you know, fuel your content to show to more people. So it encourages people to actually engage with each other. And I think there is an algorithm, by the way. I think that there is an algorithm, but it's not something like traditional algorithms. It's not like a smart algorithm where you could really game it. I have noticed that there is an algorithm as far as like the hot feed and things like that. Like you do need to, you do need to garnish like a certain amount of engagement within a certain amount of time for it to push. Um, I think there are manual algorithms and then also automatic algorithms that they use. Like, I think the way it works is like certain posts, if they get a certain threshold of something, they get put into like a pool. And then from that pool, some are highlighted to just go straight, like hot feed or global or whatever. And then I think some are like manually hand selected by like a a node administrator or something like that. That's to my understanding the way it works, or at least the way it used to work. I don't know if it's still that way. Well, I mean, I've noticed, you know, hot feed and global feeds as well. So that makes sense that there would be some sort of algorithm that would have to curate those and push those lives. So, and the believe it or not, and that helps like the engagement I get from when I, my post goes to hot feed versus it's almost like a, a, like a snowball effect too, because what I've noticed is if you get like a, a post into global or hot feed, mm-hmm. there's now going to be people coming to your page. So what I'll do is like, if I see that something goes there. I'll immediately like post another thing that I think is good because then people are going to come to my page from that post that they liked. And then they're going to see the first thing that I just posted. And if it's a fresh post, they're going to want to engage with that right away. And then what that does is causes that one to go to hot feed. And so you just keep that up until you just don't make hot feed anymore. And I've been able to get, sometimes I've been able to get like four or five posts just back, okay. back into hot feed or global just because. I've been messing with it long enough. I understand what metric it needs to hit. So there's a bit of a game to it. There's a whole nother side of that of, you know, you don't want to just be engagement farming because that's not the purpose of the platform. You know, like you don't want to, you don't want to post content just for it to go on hot feed. You want your content to go on hot feed because it's good and it's relevant to what's happening. Yeah. Um, And I think we see that. I think that's true for the majority of the content that makes it through. You don't, you don't see a whole lot of BS on on global hot feed. It's typically things that are relevant to the time and the place, you know, usually it's not just like general, like, I, like when do you ever see someone just on global? It's like, buy my coin, you know, <laughs> right. it's, it's always something like relevant to what's going on. Like whether it's about current yeah. events in the world or on chain or whatever, it's always something. So maybe there's some, a takeaway from that, right? Like maybe your content needs to be more curated and specific to what's going on in the world or, or that, that I would say is a huge, because that definitely impacts. But then it's crazy because there's another side of that. That's like, yeah, but stuff that is like arbitrary and like off the wall and like not relevant at all also makes the global feed because I feel like they want random stuff too. That's like not like if you just post stuff, that's not about blockchain, not about crypto. And you just say stuff like, Hey guys, we're going to the beach today. Hope the weather's nice. Like sometimes that goes viral. 
So it's like, I don't yep. know. Uh, I think it's a, it's a bit of, it's a bit of both. So maybe the takeaway would be do a bit of both, you know, like don't make all your content about one thing, switch it up, make it relevant. Yeah. That's some phenomenal advice there. Thank you for that. I think there's a, a lot of really great takeaways there from a, a DSO newbie <laughs> like myself. Yeah. And I'm sorry, uh, bro. I mean, it's a, it's a changing yeah. thing, you know? Oh, for sure. And like we have, yeah, new new nodes that come online that then we go learn, play with, experiment with, and that keeps it kind of fresh to play with, mm. which I love. Shifting gears a little bit to Creators, which is, you know, obviously a, a node, which is really great for, I would say, like direct compensation for skills, which is is pretty cool. You know, from, from your perspective, as someone who has been on the DSO blockchain for a long time, What's your interpretation or your understanding or kind of your thought around creators as a platform? I think it's really cool. I've seen, you know, you guys have been working on it a while and there was a project early on that I think Alex Alexander did that was kind of like up members or something like that. It was a similar concept. He just didn't really follow through on it. Um, and at the time, I don't think there was as much ability, like technical ability and to do these things that we have now. So he was kind of running dry, you know, he's kind of front runner on that. I, I don't think it was the exact same setup. I think it was more geared towards private postings and things like that, almost like a, a OnlyFans or something. The thing that I really like about you guys is it's not really just one thing. It's it's almost like a combination of like a Fiverr and a gated access, like content that's exclusive. And then mm -hmm. also like services and things like that built into it. I don't know if you're familiar with Fiverr, but yeah. that that's kind of the vibe I get off of it too, is like it's a diesel fiber in the sense that like, let's say I'm not a musician. Let's just say I'm a graphic designer and I want to go on there and I want to say, Hey, look, look, this is my portfolio. This is all automatic. And if you want me to design your next uh, album art or a poster for the diesel meetup this month or something, hit me up. Here's my rate. Boom. It's all automatic. I'm going to get started on the work. It drops off there. Now I know there's a whole nother side of that too. That's like, okay, maybe that it's not like a services type thing. Maybe it's just me as an artist. I want to go in there and I want to set up, Hey guys, I'm releasing this new album or this new single exclusively on DSO. And it's only going to be available through creators. You have to go to my page. You have to, the metrics are whether you got to own some coin or you got to pay for it right then and there, or you got to like, like, and follow me or do whatever, like these type of actions. I think really the looseness of it is what makes it good because the more options, the better, right? Because not everybody's going to pay for something, but not everybody's right. going to follow. Not everybody wants to go make an account. I remember like in the last decade or so that was starting to become hot with like, um, digital downloads and stuff, mm -hmm. especially for beats and especially for like music where it's like, okay, you could have our shit for free, but you're not just going to download it for free. If you want the download, you got to join our email list or you got to, uh, like, like us and shout us out on Twitter. And like, it had like unlocking features. I think people really like that. I think people like the video game aspect of unlocking this thing. And like, I, th I feel like people think they're getting a good deal by having a workaround to get it for free or like, okay, instead of me paying for this, I'm going to go get this exclusive thing by, cause that's the thing. A lot of people don't mind subscribing, liking, commenting, sharing, doing like whatever the steps are that they need to do to get the thing that they want. A lot of times they're willing to do it. Um, and yeah. then you have a whole nother side of people that don't want to do that and just want to throw money at it to get it. And I think you guys offer a good combination of that. And even just the briefness of what I said is, is minute compared to the, the usability of it. And uh, to be honest, I think you guys haven't even seen it get used to its full potential. I think somebody's going to kind of take it and run with it. Maybe it's me. 
Um, but I think we're going to see somebody really bring out the genius. And I think the goal and the job that you guys have done well is provide those tools, right? So it's not your yeah. job to fill in the blank for an artist or a creator. It's your job to just provide the platform, provide the tools and then say, Hey, here it is. Yeah. Go crazy. And you know, maybe that doesn't catch fire right away. Maybe it does. But I think that as long as you're consistent and you're consistently improving and updating, uh, that's kind of my thing with name trade is like, look, we're just going to keep making this thing better until it's the best it could possibly be. And then once that's hit, we're going to blow past whatever we thought that was and go beyond that. So that's kind of what I see you guys, guys doing over here. I like the consistency and I like the dedic the dedicatedness to, to improving it and reaching out. I just think you guys are going to succeed. And I think we should really get in contact with some of the core members and things like that and try to get them behind this and see if they can kind of help push this and do these things because it, it, it really is not only a predominant platform on the chain, in my opinion, but it is something that is actually useful. And, you know, as we see some of these things come out, we need to really ask ourselves, what is, is it actually useful though? Like it looks cool. It has good UX, like it has the tools, but we can sign in on DSO, but like, can we use it though? And I think that this mm -hmm. is one of the projects that has a use and also doesn't have a whole lot of competitive projects that are trying to do the same thing as you. You know, we see with a lot of these NFT projects and some of these other platforms, they're just all doing the same thing. They're all competing to do the same thing. They want to market right. NFTs or they want to bring like a thing here or there. And I see you guys kind of standing out in that sense of when I think of this category, I think of creators. I don't think of the only other thing I would think of is like Ali Alexander's thing from back in the day, but he's not doing it. You know what I'm saying? So that's it. That's all I think of. Yeah. And again, it yeah. wasn't really the same thing. Right, right. That, that's a really good point in terms of just the non-competitiveness that can happen. Because like, I've seen that with, you know, these these platforms that are similar to like the Twitter of DSO, where it's like Diamond, mm -hmm. the social world, like right. Tunnel Arrows and like these things that can, or Tunnel that just went down. I, I, I feel like when it's just one tiny aspect that changes, it's very difficult to bring on new users. But when right. it's, you know, the the main platform is different. That's what, you know, brings people because it's unique. So I'm curious, you as a creator, as an artist, what types of things you would list on, on creators? To be honest, I'm open to a few different things. Just off the top of my mind, like going crazy, these are some ideas I would want to do. I would want to put myself out there, uh, not only to like sell things or sell services, but also to be involved with things. So. One thing I would do like on the artistry side of things is I would say, like I said earlier, like, hey, here's an exclusive music video or here's like an exclusive song or like, but the other side of that I want to do is like, hey, if you're an, if you're also an artist and you want to do a song with me, it's not just as simple as like, here's my rate. It might be like, hey, do these certain things or meet these qualifications and the shit will show up. Like I'll do a verse and I'll send it to you. Or like even just branching outside of just music, like here's my information. I want to be a part of a movie or I want to be a part of like some type of script or television show. Here's this, this, and this, submit these things. Uh, whether it be like you can submit a, like a pilot or like a, um, something else, or you could pay for my entry or my application or so there's just so many different ways you could go about it. I like to, for that type of thing, I, I, I would rather think outside the box first and like have crazy ideas that may not work and then dial it back versus just be like, well, I guess I could put a song up and make people pay for it. You know, like that's good too. That's, that's obvious, but like, let's, yeah. let's go crazy. Let's go outside the bounds. Um, let me ask you the same question. What are some things you think that I could do as an artist that would really just be different? That would really just bring attention, not only to myself, but to create series and would really make a difference and offer something that just can't be found somewhere else. I really like your idea of the collaboration aspect. 
because that mm. that makes it feel like a welcoming introduction into DSO as well, because it's built on the DSO blockchain. People don't necessarily have to you know know what the DSO blockchain is, but they know oh. I can collaborate with you on a song, on a music video, on whatever it may be. But that collaboration, it may be very difficult to nail down outside of the blockchain. Whereas within it, pretty simple. It's like, here's here's what I'm looking for. Here's what you're looking for. They match up, it's, you know, recorded on the blockchain. And not to interrupt you, but I, but I do like the idea of like the tiers, right? And yeah. so as you're saying this, one thing I'm thinking of too is like, how can you give a fan of your music or a user different tiered levels of experiences, right? And like, so one thing that comes to mind is like, okay, that let's take it to the next level. What if it's like you pay this amount or you get this amount of coin or you do these things and I'll put your name in a song, like straight up, I'll make a song yeah. with, about you or like the, or like you do this, this, and this, you buy my album, you do this, uh, you do this amount of support or whatever, like whatever the threshold is and you ha can come on tour with me or you can come to one of my shows for free, or I'll give you lifetime access to shows, or like you can come backstage and meet everybody backstage that's for the show too, or things like I will put your name in my next album cover or like things like that, or I will include you on a piece of merch or things like that. That's kind of like a permanent. I like the idea of like sealing the, your supporters in the history of yourself as well. Like, I don't want it to just be like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's all about me. You know, these people there, they're over there. I want it to be like, no, no, these people supported me. Look, you can see in my album credits, this guy's in there. Cause that's something that somebody's gonna hold on to forever, right? Like think about yeah. your favorite musician or your favorite band. If you had your name in the credits of one of their songs or something like that, that's, you're flexing that for life. Yeah. You're telling all your friends about that. You're telling that to a drunk guy at a bar 40 years from now. Yeah, well, I've got my name in one of their songs. Oh yeah, look it up. Like prove it and then boom, it's in the credits. Like that's, that's some shit that's not really worth any amount of money. It's, it's priceless because you just, you don't have that relationship with artists, right? Especially when they're popular and they're big, you're just not going to be able to get that connection. And I think this bridges that connection of, you know, we can kind of set this up automatically. This is our terms that I've already agreed to. So a fan doesn't have to whether, wonder whether or not that's something I would do because I'm directly advertising it as something I would do, you know, versus like, well, I don't know if I send Drake a letter, is he going to write me back? Like, I don't know. You know, this is like, no, no if I fight for this shit, I guarantee I'm going to meet Drake or I'm going to be at a show or I'm going to meet and greet or whatever. You know, there's so many different, uh, have host an online one-on-one -on -one virtual session. He comes to my house and does a party, like performs for my birthday. There's all types of different things you could do, you know? Well, I'm just sitting here thinking, you know, as a new person to Web3, I just think of, okay, what what makes it possible that that is like sealed in terms of, I, I would like this to happen and, you know, we have agreed to this, what makes it sealed to actually happen? And then I just refer back to like, okay, it's because it's the contracts on the blockchain, like, that right. it's just automatically there yeah, and it's undeletable and you know even i think as we see these smart services roll out that's going to make it even better because there is ways to program in the contracts and you know the, the stipulations of an agreement but also it's just the fact of being able to put yourself permanently out there and put yourself on the line as an artist too to come through on some of these things because i think we're seeing a real issue with social media where a lot of celebrities and artists and stuff are like doing giveaways and then like we never see who wins or like we yeah. never you know this is a way to like directly follow up so i can't just go delete my tweet after i get whatever i wanted you know so there's an accountability factor i think is what you're speaking to as well super important yeah and i'm sitting here thinking of you as an artist as well like that having the ability to offer those things is something that is 
only unique to you as an artist here with DSO. Like right. that's that's really cool access and I'm sure will will help immensely in terms of just growing as an artist as well. And a lot of places, man, like that even come close to offering anything like that, they're only offering that to like their exclusive premier artists that have a hundred K whatever, or are getting, you know, it's like only these type of things, this type of monetization stuff. And by the way, they're still getting screwed on the contract side of things, but it's like that type of thing is only being offered to like the top 1% of artists or like celebrities or whatever. And it's like this unattainable goal to everybody else, you know, like even just simple stuff like YouTube partnership or like YouTube affiliation, like you have to have like a thousand subscribers to even get started, you know, to even monetize at all. And then even when you monetize, you're not making any money because you're not getting any views. So it's like, it's like this backhanded reach to help. It's like, yeah, I'm like, we'll reach out and help you, but we're taking a 90% cut and like, there's no way you're going to actually be able to survive on any of the terms we're giving you because they're completely favorable to us and we're just going to suck you dry of everything you have. So even if you do get a buzz, we're getting everything from that. Like you're not going to make money from your buzz. That's all you get is the buzz. It's people saying your name. You're not going to be able to monetize that. You're not going to be able to get money. And so it becomes a thing where it's like, okay, well, I'd rather have no buzz and be making money off, at least be making 100% of the money. You'd be surprised, man, how many artists I know that are of decent size and they may have made a dollar off their music, bro. I made a dollar, you know what I'm saying? And the crazy thing is, is I know people who are, are getting 50 plays, 25 plays, but they're making money though. And the thing is, okay, well, people always want to compare things like, but the crazy thing is somebody was willing to pay you money for your music, you know, and that's more than a lot of people can say that's that in itself is the threshold. Like, you know how many people want to, that's a dream in itself is like, I just want to make something off of music that I've made. Or I want to make something off of this digital art piece that I've made. I don't need to be a people. I just want to, I just want to be valued in the sense that somebody would trade their hard earned money. That's very hard to get for a piece of art. That was just a thought in my mind that I manifested and put energy into, into doing. And that in itself is inherently valuable. Um, because it's creating this ecosystem of people actually free market trading their thoughts and ideas versus this gated, well, I'd like to support this person, but I don't know if the dollar I'm giving to YouTube is going to go to them. It's not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm reflecting on the first time I, I created some NFTs just off of like some ideas on my own thing. And the first time someone purchased one, it was like, like I had never felt that way before. Cause I'm not a creator. I'm not an artist. I'm not a musical artist. I don't have, like, I'm not selling things like that. But to your point, it's like, wow, someone took their hard-earned money. And even if it was only like two bucks, like two bucks, you didn't have to give me, but that- Two more dollars than you ever made on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, yeah, you can have like link in bio and shit like that, but the conversion rate on that's terrible, man. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like it's, it, the conversion rate's so low. And now to, to take that, you know, now complete the cycle. Now go spend $2 on someone else's art and get that full cycle and get the full picture. And when you do that, it's like, oh, I get it. When, I, when this shit first came out, bro, I never in my mind, I was like, I'm not giving anybody diamonds. What are you talking about, bro? I'm not giving anybody diamonds. Like, why would I? Why would I not just collect all the diamonds? But then you give your first diamond, you're like, oh, I get it. Like this person supported me or said something about, or like, you know, like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a believer in Christ. So like, if I see somebody posting about Jesus, I'm giving them a diamond, bro. Just because I want to encourage that. I want to encourage that so much to the point that like I see them not getting money. So I want to start giving them money so that they think, wow, I'm actually starting to get money. So like, let me keep posting this. And maybe Jesus was a weird 
thing to use about giving money to people, but it's like replace that with anything, you know, music, yeah. uh, someone does is doing slam poetry on the blockchain, you know, anything it's like, I think it takes that I it's, I always have a saying like in life, I think as a man, you need to get, you need to beat up someone bigger than you and you need to get beat up by someone smaller than you. And then you're done fighting. You don't have to fight anymore because that's going to give you the whole thing of like, oh, I get it. Like, this is not a thing. Like you just have to be humble and. And I think that's the same thing is like, you need to spend uh, some money on some NFTs and you need to have some people spend some money on your NFTs and the amount is trivial, but it, it makes it click in your brain where it's like, oh, I get it. Like, this is a thing that people can just do. And that's a big thing for a lot of my real life friends. When I tell them about this, they're like, yeah, but have you like actually cashed any money out? And I'm like, yeah, man, like it, like it's real. Like this isn't just World of Warcraft gold here. Like you can actually like take this money off, transfer it and put it straight in your bank account. It's real legitimate income. And obviously there's tax regulations and things around that. But the fact that that's possible is not something that was possible more than 10 years ago. Right. I mean, this, this has been awesome. Like really appreciate all your insight, man. This has been fantastic as we ramp down here i think tons of takeaways here of just being able to you know engage with others on DSO, being able to offer you know levels of access as an artist on creators and it's awesome to hear your stories of like how you've experienced DSO throughout the past year and mm -hmm. how being able to engage with others has been so so important so thank you so much for being on the show really appreciate it yeah thanks for having me on bro and we'll do it again you know, uh, this was just the first time around and, you know, as you guys move on, I I'm sure I know plenty of people that would want to get involved with what you're doing. So just let me know. And if you need me to give you any recommendations of who should come on the show next, I would love to see this just being a reoccurring thing. Um, because I think that that's, what's important. If you look at people like the Krasenstein's or even like Mark Benley, what he's doing with the call forum, it's mm. just consistency, bro. Nobody supported them at first. No, but like go back and watch the first Krasenstein video, bro. Go see how many likes that video got. They didn't get any, bro. They didn't get barely anything. They were nobody. You know what I'm saying? I I remember I was in the clubhouse rooms with them when they were first starting. And those guys have been my friends the whole time. And I've supported them the whole time. But it's crazy just to see. It's like a Joe Rogan thing, right? Like they went from like just nothing to now they're the number one media on thing. And that could literally be you. The only difference between that and, and anybody else is just the consistency. Literally. Yep. It doesn't have to be a quality thing, man. You don't even have to have that good of quality stuff. Be consistent. And I'm a, I'm a huge fan of like this. Like interviewing people, um, having these dialogues, because believe it or not, people watch this stuff and they watch it a lot, man. Um, and a lot, and there's not, and relative to the platform, there's not a whole lot of people doing this. I mean, I could probably name like three other people that are doing stuff like this. And when you're talking about thousands and thousands of users, so think about like YouTube 10 years, right? Ago, you know, like <laughs> if there was only three people doing a podcast, where would they be now? Right. Multimillionaires guaranteed guaranteed the most popular on the platform. So that's exactly what this is, bro. So if you guys just keep it up and you just tailor it to uh, creators and any way it can help, man, let me know. Uh, I love you guys. I support your company. I support your business model. And I think that it's a great idea and I, and I want to help in any way I can. So what I'll do is I'll, uh, I know you said this is probably going to come out Monday. So if you're watching this on Monday, I will have some create here threshold markers there for you to come in and check out what I got to offer. So come through, check it out. I don't know what exactly it'll be right now, but I have some really cool ideas. Uh, so I'll leave that up to the mystery of you checking that out. <laughs> Love it. Thanks again.